I was uh, hanging out with some other parents the other day. Yeah. My, my, my kids were there. One of the dads said, he was like, what's up with that kid? He's running around like a, like a maniac. And I was like, yeah, uh-huh. his, his parents just don't like really have him on a, on a leash at yeah. all. He's just nuts. Quiet, please. That dad said, wow, that, that means a lot coming from you because my kids are pretty much like they're free to do whatever they want. Free range kids. Yeah, sure. they're free range kids. You need exactly. free range kids. Yeah, they lay eggs Four, and they run around. And three, two. <laughs> The Awful Company presents a truly terrible podcast. Welcome to Nonsense, episode number 18. I'm Jeff Parker. And I'm CJ Little. This is our take on the week's business tech and entertainment headlines. This time, we'll look at the trouble with Ticketmaster and the race to replace Twitter among Blue Sky and Mastodon and Lemonade and T2 and more. That's a long list of replacements. Oh, it gets longer. Can I hang on? I also want to be clear. We're only going to touch on some of the problems with Ticketmaster. There are a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, we it, don't the, have the show's time. only so long. It's only so long. We only have so much tape. Yep. Yeah. Uh, may the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you, sir. Thank you. It's also World Password Day. I don't know what that means. It's the day everybody should rotate their passwords? Yes, this is the day. Take some time and update your okay. passwords. Just add an exclamation point. I don't know why you only do this once a year, just, but theoretically, this just, is World Password Day. Today's the day. If you, you don't normally do it. adding exclamation points. Take it from us as the experts. <laughs> Password one, two, three, exclamation <laughs> point. point. And then every year, you just add one more. Nobody will ever figure this but out. But you have to have a letter, an uppercase letter, and a lowercase yeah, letter. Yeah, you uppercase the P, of course. I'm, I'm not really sure this is... This this is helping. I mean, just just make sure your passwords are at least eight characters, right? Well, no, a it's random not that gibberish. Easy. Well, no, I mean, no, you could do better than that. I can't more entropy. No, you no. can't. But our listeners, can. my passwords are fifty characters of pure randomness. You only log in once. You just rely on the forgot <laughs> password for everything. No, I have my own password manager. It. Oh, that sounds even better. You it is. Own, yep. Yeah, you you do uh, XKCD. wheelbarrow. Yeah, XKCD, yeah, yeah. right. Four words. More entropy than uh, fourteen. Random characters, but I don't do fourteen random characters. I do fifty. Oh, well, that's a, well, that's a lot. Fair amount of entropy. But then right? don't you get some sites that have caps on the length? They that do. They do. Crazy. And then I have to bring it under the cap. Yeah. Yeah. But you basically your solution is one time pads on everything. Everything is this unique one time pad. Right. Right. Yeah. Of random digit digits. Yeah. It's just garbage. Why not use words? What do you What do you against words? People can figure out words. That's not how it works. You've got like fifty thousand of them, and you pick. You pick Plus, you four. most sites now require special characters. So you and put a numbers. Ba- we covered this on World Password. Do you put? Exclamation point! I would end. understand. Are you I not would, paying attention to our own no, show? No, I don't listen to the yeah, show. So that's the smartest decision you've made in a while. <laughs> I don't get the show. <laughs> exactly. I'm on spectrum. I don't get it. I can I'm, hear it, but I just don't get yeah, it. No, I, yeah, sure. I don't get it either. I heard our chemistry is really good. <laughs> Content. Oh, eh. I was going to mention that. I was going to. Yeah. yeah. We met a number of our listeners over the weekend, which was fun. I actually yeah. love chatting with people. I mean, I love when people come up to us and they say we listen to the show. But almost to a person, they all say, "You guys have great chemistry." And that's it. And that's it. It's just a long pause they don't like the topics or something yeah. they don't like the content but boy the chemistry I like, I like when you and i are just staring into their eyes waiting for the next word and there's just nothing <sighs> yeah but it's, chemistry though uh, also somebody came up and, and was surprised to see that i was not 500 pounds which yeah. apparently from the picture in the, sh- uh, in the for the show they thought i was going to be 500 the, pounds do you think the actual term was wow i thought you were morbidly obese yes I think was the expression, <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> which i actually thought they nailed it i don't my thought. i don't know what the picture why the picture leads them to think that because you're holding a fucking turkey leg in your hand <laughs> is that why well i had the ai put that in have you looked at it recently there's a there's <laughs> no like, you're at the renaissance fair i'm unwilling to go on ozempic i have friends who are taking ozempic to yeah. get their weight their weight down oh, terrible weight. Idea. oh yeah because yeah. it leaves you perpetually nauseous yeah when well, you take it you don't want to eat because you're not feeling well so when you stop taking it you gain all the weight back exactly and diabetics who need the medication you're keeping them from having met yeah this that seems important medication i have a friend who takes it who says well that's not my problem 
we can't be friends anymore. Yeah. I literally took his file and put it in a different part of my brain. Did you, while you're talking, did you just delete his contact out of your phone? That'd be well, great. Pretty much, pretty much. And yeah. then when he kept talking, you're like, I'm sorry, new phone. Who did? And then the joke is on him because it turns out when you take Ozempic you, yeah. and lose weight, you have hair loss. Yeah. He has a beautiful head of hair, but he's soon. Had. But soon he won't. Yeah. Uh, we didn't mention this, but it's also National Candied Orange Peel Day. I'm sorry. How deep down the rabbit hole do you have to go to find National Candied Orange Peel Day? I don't care, but I like candied orange peels. By the so, way, you know what? One of my favorite dark chocolate mixes is is orange oil. Have you had orange oil with dark dark, dark chocolate? I think this might be why people think I'm 500 pounds. <laughs> this might I, we might have just come to the bottom of this mystery. Just figured it out. Yeah, oh, but I'm the guy that makes all the barbecue. You would think they'd be thinking it was me that was 500 pounds. <laughs> Maybe they all just know I'm fat and they're just like we weren't surprised by no, you. You don't surprise us at but all. We thought the fat guy would be fatter, but he's not. Did you say dark chocolate? <laughs> Sorry, did I say that out loud? No, that's sure. not what I meant. Did you say dark chocolate with orange oil? Oh, it's so good. Really? Yeah. Can I start? Can I go to the thing here? Please, God. Let's get to our headlines. <laughs> a fully charged EV battery in five minutes. This automaker says it has the solution. Yeah, what's that? They swap out the battery in the car. Now, we've, we've heard about people, like, in theory, saying this. This NIO EV company in China and Europe is what doing this. What a great this. name. NIO EV. And uh, we're wondering if it can, could work in the U.S. It works wonderfully in Europe and China, and it's just swapping out the battery but it, it you, works you, for and it's automated it's automated you pull in to this little building yeah, yeah and they pull the battery out and, and the battery pulls in. the battery out and puts a new one in and the whole thing takes like five minutes so i think alongside those we should do the same thing but for your wife you just swap out your wife the way you get a new battery and a new wife just wife swap wow i think be, i think it's nothing but winners i have the same problem that i have with the wife swap that i uh-huh. would have with the battery swap what if i get a crappy well, battery you're, back? You're, you're gonna get a used one back right. that's the problem <laughs> you're like mine was shiny this one's been, exactly this one's been used quite a bit i don't get nearly the mileage i got with the old battery meanwhile well, she's got she's on her second pack of smokes. Just drive me home, Jeffrey. Give it back. I want the old one back. That, that whole swap thing's never going to work. For I me. think this it battery, might work for me for batteries. That might it might actually work fine for. batteries. I think the battery swap idea is actually a really good one because you get ten thousand cycles on sure. a lithium battery. That's a lot of. That's like but ten years of battery life. You still would hope that there's like some sort of credit system so that you can, if you know the charge cycle when you get the battery, you're going to charge it a certain number of times, right? And then when you give it back. That should be like decremented against your total count. Because you don't want to just... Because somebody who drives a lot. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you would probably pay every time you would swap out a battery. It's three bucks to swap oh, out your batteries course. or whatever it is. But you would think you'd want it to be balanced so that you're not... You know, you don't want to go into the brand new battery and instead of charging, you swap it out and then you get some two-year-old piece of shit that's been cycled out a right, thousand but the times. Ver- but the very next time I go in to get a battery, I get a brand new battery from somebody who just, you know, was the reverse of me. Well, so you hope, right? Yeah. That's why I think you need to incentivize the, them for You that. just have kind of a different mindset sure. in that some battery's going to be new, some battery's going to be old, and you're going to get your assortment, assortment of them. Yeah. I don't know. I think people would be like, I got a new battery. I'm not going to go to the battery swap. Password stealing Mac OS keychain malware spotted for sale on Telegram. Now, here's the the cool thing about this. This is the Atomic Mac OS stealer, which is being sold on Telegram for $1,000 a month, has access to keychain, password, system information, and files on the Mac. It's malware that you pay a monthly $1,000 for. It's a SaaS, malware SaaS. It's a mass. Mass. Yeah. It's a mass. This might be our innovation this of, is great. of the week. Without a doubt. Yeah. I love that they're embracing the software as a service malware. With illegal things. It's like getting subscribe and save on Silk Road. I'd like, I'd, like <laughs> I'd like my meth delivered every day. You get a 15% discount. You know that if you sign up. I mean, oh allegedly. God. I don't know. That's what I heard. Subscribe and save on Silk Road. Like, that'd be brilliant. Of course it would. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not going to not stop taking meth. So let's just have no, it delivered. No, sure. Have it delivered yeah, on yeah. right. Why would you have to go back and order every I don't week? I want to go back and click on That's buttons. That's crazy. Yeah, I found a supplier sure. I like and just send it over. <laughs> Great. 
<laughs> like it's cheaper. Someday on this show, we're going to discuss uh, Silk Road. We should. Fascinating story. There, there's a lot to, to dig into there. I think there's a script there for us to write. Let's just have ChatGPT write it. Oh, my God. That's a brilliant idea. It'll yeah, be terrible. Why, why would we have to write no, it? Act, we'll just put in a couple no, prompts. No, no couple that's it. <laughs> and the Academy Award for Best Prompt Writing goes to <laughs> CJ and Jeff Parker. Yay! This is, uh, this is the thing that actually kind of amazes me, that my kids' schools really lock down hard yeah. on ChatGPT and bot the sure. writing essays and things like that. They've made a strong stance against this. And it kind of feels like what you're not doing is teaching kids how they're going to, to use operate in the future. Yeah. What you might want to do is teach them to write prompts. Teach totally. them. They, you have to learn how to write, of course. Yeah. Absolutely, of course. But also teach them how to use yeah. tools that will well, that's, be that's, in their world. That's the problem with a typewriter. You have to handwrite. None of this typewriter stuff, you have to learn to handwrite. It's like, come on, 100%. Guys. My generation, this, this is going to give away exactly yeah. how old I am. I'm 29. My sister's class was not allowed to use calculators on tests. Yep. My generation, my gang, three years after my sister, we were allowed to use calculators. Yeah. Why are we sluggish? This isn't going away. Right. Like, you're, like this is the technology teaching them how to use it. It turns out the calculator didn't go away. I think I paid $390 for my yeah. calculator back then. And I'm sure. Money well spent. Yeah. <laughs> No, totally. I'm sure it probably somewhere still runs. Well, yeah, well, yeah there's just three guys in a box that move the fucking rocks around on the sure. abacus. Uh, the abacus. You're like, what are those guys who Little feed tiny them? squirrels. Like, I don't know. It's a service. <laughs> I had the exact same argument, by the way, in college with the, the dean of my school, the yeah. engineering school, yeah. because we were cranking out people in the 90s who had never had to write a line of web code ever. Yeah, so sure. I'm like, how is this possible? Like, the internet has changed the world. And I at least knew this in the late 90s. And they're like, bah, you don't even know about that. It's like, well, how is that possible? Oh, it wasn't that they were using, like, some application to draw, to write the code nothing, for them. Nothing web-related They were related not writing anything web-related at all. Oh, not that's, a line that's of that's HTML. Insane. There was one elective you could take. HTML? What, CS, were, what were you trying CS to write? CS351. Uh, oh, wow. Class I knew really well, and I really liked What would the guy they who, teach you? What were they teaching you in the 90s? The guy who taught it um, started, us, started us with SGML, which I thought was a great place okay, to start. Okay, great. And then HTML. And yeah. that was it. Like, wow. I think that was where we spent all of our time. We covered HTTP too. We actually went pretty deep into HTTP. Oh, spec. you did? Yeah. Well, that's important. Yeah, totally. Like, and then like everybody needs to know, but they should know something about the web. What engineer hasn't touched something on the web in the of past course, 20 years? Of course. That's less than 90. Even if you're just writing a little something to control something else. Exactly. You, usually now it's always through the Whether web. Whether you like it or not. It's right. all JavaScript and HTTP. Dementia patients rally just before death. You could just go first person and say <laughs> me. And now scientists want to know why. This has yeah, happened this for crazy. hundreds of years. This, yeah. this has been observed. Patients who have had dementia for years, yeah. decades, all of a sudden will have lucid an, a lucid number of hours just before they die. And they think they can figure out maybe how to reverse dementia if they can sure. figure out why this is occurring. Yeah. What happened in this case? One of the most dramatic cases in the study was someone who actually got out of bed after having had dementia for decades, yeah. went to the family dining room, had a steak, okay. and engaged with his family, returned to bed, went to sleep, and passed away the next day. Maybe he just didn't like his family. He might, That's what I think he it was. He might have just not liked being around his family. He's just like, you know what? And then or, turned, or he just, just, the steak was just terrible there. <laughs> he's super allergic to meat. <laughs> he's been a vegan for 30 years. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. Today, I'm going to talk to day. my family. I'm going to have a steak. And that was, is, that was the end. Not sure which one killed the him, one gonna, of them. This is the way I'm going to do myself in. I'm going to have that steak. And afterwards, he's like, the steak was really good, but Jesus Christ, Betsy just won't shut Those up. Those people. Those fucking people. Oh. Now I know why I would stay in my room for 30 years he's just been in his room playing Fortnite for the past decade i think this is really cool i think this is this like, is super interesting and there's yes. been documented cases of this for for decades for centuries for centuries yeah, yeah. They've, they've documented cases like in my this. case my last moment was sitting to be like oh look at that bus is getting a lot bigger 
The UK does not want Microsoft's Activision Blizzard deal. So what happens next? Are they still grumpy about the Clippy thing from years ago? They have good grounds if that's really what was bothering yeah, them. I was but no, actually that. what they're upset about is even stranger. They're upset about streaming, game streaming, which oh, is yeah. like not even really a business. There's like 12 people that use that. <laughs> there are maybe 12 on a good and day. And 11 of them are on Activision. So that's, exactly. why, that's why it's a monopoly because <laughs> they have all of them. You, you would think it would be uh, Call of Duty so what or happened? something something yeah, related, something related to Sony PlayStation the like, games do they that just they have that go on spin out in the UK and like the merger goes on elsewhere? Like I know the UK is a huge chunk of their market, but it's not UK all is of the a, market. UK is a giant market. Yeah, yeah. And what happens to all those people in the UK who now do, can't play Call of Duty? They just play or Fortnite. the other 9,000 titles sure, that Activision, Activision puts out. Yeah. This sounds That's complicated. Tough. Godfather of AI quits Google with regrets and fears about his life's work. Did he one day ask the AI for a favor? A favor? Did you ever see The Godfather? Oh. <laughs> Man, I got to explain all of these to you. <laughs> Jeffrey Hinton, who alongside with two other so-called godfathers of AI, won the 2018 Turing Award for their foundational work that led to the current boom in artificial intelligence. It's literally how we got ChatGPT and Bard yeah. and all the rest of it from their work. And he has left Google because he is worried about all of the deep fakes. He's worried yeah. about, you know, all other things that he has created. Okay, he's not wrong. It was going to happen He thinks anyway. it's going to disseminate a bunch of lies and you're not going to be able to tell reality from but unreality. Can you just use AI to detect bad AI? You'd think he'd stay in that work? to make his invention so that it was not so easily used by bad actors. I mean, in the beginning of, of the days of the printing press, oh boy, people would come after printing presses with axes and bust them up totally. because they were afraid this thing is going to yeah. be able to disseminate lies very, very quickly. Yeah. And it turns out it could. So there but was it could also disseminate and, truth. And it was, they were also afraid that there was going to be an enormous amount of job loss because of, because of the printing press. All the scribes. Press. Turns out all those scribes did go out of business. That will happen with AI. There will be an enormous yeah. amount of dislocation. Yeah. Exactly. A very smart friend of mine said, don't be so quick to dismiss people who are fearful of AI because people are fearful of things they don't understand. And a lot of people don't understand AI. It's the old Arthur C. Clarke quote, right? Like any good technology is indistinguishable from, from magic. magic. Yes. And that's where we are. Yeah. Like, the AI looks like magic, but as it turns out. But in a week or two, show, yeah, it's, it's not, not. going to look like magic. Although if you could get an AI to perform as well as magic did and like play on like a like a biped, that would be amazing. That will come. <laughs> right? Oh, for You're sure. talking about the robot basketball yes. player. That will 100% come. God, I can't wait to go to one of those games yeah. see now i'm into like basketball and i'm into baseball sure so you'll see the robots play then they have lasers and, and they will be much better than human players for because sure. they can be and they never for get sure. tired backlash against ai supermodels triggers wider fears in fashion workforce this is a related story people who have created fashion models who are yeah. not real they're yeah. they're artificial they're essentially 3d models i think they're probably 2d they're pretty thin sure <laughs> the real ones are 2d <laughs> exactly and bringing them into 3d was a whole new step forward <laughs> exactly but they're ai created and they wear clothes for Levi's and other brands and actual models and modeling agencies are upset because there's going to be a lot less work for real models. They can just go to their fallback job of being a neurosurgeon or whatever Many of them will go back to being neurosurgeons, yeah. yes. I mean, we need more neurosurgeons. Uh, I think this is, this is an accurate fear. I think in this case... They are correct to be afraid. Those a lot of jobs will go away. Yeah, and modeling probably will go away. You know, to a large extent. That's why I'm doing this podcast because my modeling career is going to be over. <laughs> is that it? That's it. That's why wow. I'm doing this. I'm trying to diversify. I'm impressed at how forward looking you brain. are. My eyes are up here, Jeffrey. Okay. <laughs> okay. Enough with the headlines. Up next, CJ is going to talk about the companies we hate the most, or at least one company we hate the most. Yeah, it's a long list, isn't it? These days. Yeah. What are some of your least 
favorite companies? Companies? Taxi cabs come to mind. Oh, sure. That's an Terrible. industry. That's an industry. Okay. Industry yeah, or company. Yeah, of course. Of course. The fact that they won't let us drive anywhere near LAX with mass transit. Sure. Wireless carriers, pretty high on the list. Most people hate their wireless carriers. Hmm. Nobody runs around going, oh, God, I love AT&T. I They're do. So I'm, I'm with T-Mobile, and I used to be with AT&T. I really hated AT&T. Yeah, yeah. Data speeds in Los Angeles. Terrible. On, no, on T-Mobile fly. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I've heard it's good. So I'm, actually, good. I'm actually pretty happy with it. Cable now. companies, Comcast, Spectrum, Charter. No one ever runs around going, oh, God, I love Comcast. Yeah, and I don't like all the downtime. I mean, exactly. it, we go offline a lot. And the fact that it's basically, a, at least from a high-speed network perspective, a monopoly because you can't get anybody oh, else. basically is a like monopoly. Even yeah. in Los right. Angeles where there are 4 million people in the city, I right. have one option. I technically have I two. I have two options, right. Yeah, but my second option is, wait for it, 1.5 megabits. Oh, yeah, right. Right. It's not that really still a viable option. qualifies as high speed. Right. So it's like I have... I have one choice. You can right. have any provider you want as long as it's Spectrum. Yeah. Facebook, pretty high on the list. Meta. I don't use Facebook. I don't know. Yeah, but most people just like them. Uh, like my, I'm not a big fan of surveillance ads. There was, there was probably a time where I didn't like them, and now I don't ever have to think about them. How are you? Literally gonna, never go on there. How are you going to know what all the Karens are doing? Well, and also all my parents' friends. How am I going to know, know what they're doing? Because that's, that's really what that's my what Facebook account has become. Uh, so Ticketmaster is commonly on the list for companies oh, that for people sure, hate, right? for sure. Because you don't have another choice. Right. Like, you really don't. Why don't I have another that's choice? That's my question. That's really what I want to talk about this doesn't seem like a complicated thing so ticketmaster has been around forever do you know about when they started i don't know the late 80s mid 80s uh, no that's what i thought i thought yeah, mid 80s i don't know 1976 oh really yeah wow it was started by a computer programmer so of somebody course, of, of, course. of our nature sure. and a quote box office specialist which i don't even know what the hell that means but i'm guessing somebody that knew somebody who had access to tickets works. yeah yeah and their their ticket system was designed for retail outlets and universities to sell paper tickets to event goers. That's okay. literally how it started, right? Sure. Back then you had paper tickets and they needed to, to, to get them out there. And then they would- We had paper tickets until five or six years ago. I know, which is crazy. Just wasn't that long ago. At the time, and I don't know if you remember this, I do not remember this at all, and I would have thought that I would have. Their largest competitor, do you remember what the name of Ticketmaster's largest competitor was in the early 80s? Ticket Novice? Ticketron. Oh, I remember Ticketron. Ticketron. Of course, of course. I don't remember that Ticketron's name gone? So Ticketron was wiped out in the 90s. Oh, wow. It was in the early 90s. Thank you, Ticketmaster. I totally remember Ticketron. I don't at all. But they overtook them by sort of the mid-80s and became a major player. In 93, do you know who bought Ticketmaster? Another computer guy. I'll give you a hint. Yeah. It's a Paul Allen. Paul Allen. You are correct. So he bought ding, 80% ding, 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 of the company ding. for 320 million bucks in 1993 dollars. Cheap it twice the price. But at that time, they're doing over a billion dollars in sales. Yeah. In 1993 dollars. They were selling about- By the way, the margins that they must make off of those tickets has got to be just massive. Can it be over 100%? I yeah. don't know how you get over 100% margin, <laughs> exactly. but somehow they figured it out. Because there's no cost to what they're doing. Doing. Like you literally, once you deploy the network, which now the network cost is basically zero. Almost zero, yeah. Very it's just close. marketing. It's like Visa and Mastercard. Like you're just marketing right. at this point. But even what the fuck is Ticketmaster actually marketing? Nobody goes. Right. Oh my god, I'm going to the next Ticketmaster show. No, no of course, not. of course. They're seeing the fucking act that's underneath it. Taylor Swift. Yeah, so sure. grumpy. Well, no, you don't get to see that. That that, that broke the system. You, you don't get the tickets. Yes. Turns out in the code it said if Taylor Swift, then, <laughs> then break sleep zero <laughs> wall one. Just goes dark forever. Um, and then it was bought in the late '90s by IA. Barry Diller's IAC, is that the yeah. same place? Yeah. So IAC, who owns OkCupid and all of those yep. things, also yep. owns own Ticketmaster. Do they still own Ticketmaster or no? So they spun it out, I think, in late 2000s. But okay. before that, remember, they had they had a company called TicketWeb, which I miss the days, like the early 2000s, when you would just take any noun and just put web after it, sure, it became a sure. company. You're like, that's sure. web. Now it's, like, AI. now it's AI. Now it's any noun exactly. with AI. Exactly. We should start Ticket AI. Donut AI. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. They spun Ticketmaster out in 2008. After the spinoff, Ticketmaster acquired Frontline Management, 
So you might remember that. And then whose company was Frontline? So Frontline Management shepherded the careers of Aerosmith, Christina Aguilera, Jimmy Buffett, Guns N' Roses, and a whole bunch of other acts you've you've never heard of. Their CEO was I'm guessing Irving Azoff. Yeah, it was it was Irving Azoff. So this set up Ticketmaster yeah. to basically compete with Live Nation. Did but, Live Nation sell tickets or just, or so just Live make Nation concerts? Get, Live Nation was getting into the ticket business, right? Oh, okay. They started with concerts and they're like, well, why the fuck are we giving this all to Ticketmaster? Right, that makes sense. Which, which, which made a lot of sense. Yeah. Then you had this thing called, what's it called? Um, competition. Yes. Which was kind of like interesting. <laughs> and then, and I remember not really knowing a hell of a lot about antitrust then, but then they merged. Ticketmaster and Live Nation. Yeah. yeah. Well, sure, and, that solves the problem. Yeah, of course. The problem yeah. that they have of having, you know, what's the, again, that word? Uh, competition. competition. Yeah, that right. went away. I don't know why there aren't 10,000 of these ticket master companies question. this is a, the easiest piece of tech you could possibly well, put together i think they took a page from mr gates's book and with a lot of these venues they would sign exclusive deals yeah so yeah, they'd yeah lock right. up all the venues well you have a finite number of venues right so we're but they can't have over maybe they've got 70 percent of the venues how come somebody doesn't come along and grab the other 30 well i think the other 30 are like terrible it's like your backyard is the venue fine but at least you start and well, then you move to 31 percent and then you move to 30 i think that's i mean the, i think it's that's possible right now but i think they've capped out i really don't know but it seems like that's been a pretty steady percentage of penetration because they do these you know favored deals with the large venues and they're of course, not going to move right why would you move off the largest guy and go somewhere secondary when you know that they can in theory quote handle it because your artist hates them so that's what seems interesting to me is the artist owns from my perspective the artist owns the consumer way more than Ticketmaster, right, especially right. like now everybody hates Ticketmaster. i went to some show recently it was like a really small show the convenience fee was literally 90 percent of the oh ticket sure value. sure in what fucking world is that right. possible and it's like, if you frame it as well, otherwise you have to drive to the box office. Okay, sure. You're right. It's more convenient than that. But it costs you nothing. It's it co- fucking costs too- you less to have than I, having a person in a box office. I don't like going back to that argument. I pre- I'm not saying but it's, it's true. Wrong. I'm, not, I'm not wrong. But it's 30 fucking years old. Like it's 2023. Right. Like I can get a mortgage to a house digitally. Like I, but sure, I, sure. But I can't buy a ticket without paying a twenty-five dollar fee to get right. a one ticket. And then, oh, you want two? Oh, that's another twenty-five dollars. Sure. So it's like, how have we not? evolved past this and it seems like i don't know when competition comes along they get uh scooped up and that might be how they compete. yeah scoop them up one at a yeah. time or, or put them out of business so now there was an article recently about especially around like the taylor swift concert right, where they their systems just crashed yeah you have this they call it like a verified fan yeah yeah which a lot of people presume means they they sound this was to, a story this week about yeah. fans being upset about verified fans. well and i think a lot of that look i'm not in the business of defending Ticketmaster for sure people think it means like some quantification of how good of a fan you are right it, doesn't. it means you're actually verified. It's the verified part of that phrase that's doing all the work. Verified fan. They should call it not a bot. Right. Because it basically just like all they're trying to do is Verif- hope that verified you're not a bot, human. Just a human. What's interesting about this though is like I could see a path through this. If you're a true fan, you probably do a lot to promote that band or that sure, artist sure. or whatever, right? Sure. You've got like an Instagram feed, you post a bunch of shit on Facebook, sure. Whatever you talk about it. They could easily score that and just be like, oh well, I look at you know Jeff Parker online and he talks a lot about the right. Eagles. Oh, sure. He's an Eagles fan. So you put him sort of maybe at the not Ticketmaster has no reason to want to do that that's they, not of that's any the opposite of right. what they want they have incentive argue, to be the opposite you'd argue they love bots right they you, just consume if you were, all of the if shit. you were a big enough artist you could say people in my actual paid fan club sure because you're assuming the people well, who are actually paying to be in the fan club are not bots that's what the cure did the cure oh yeah 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 I, something that's crazy you just print the fucking name on the ticket and right. then make the staff confirm the name to the actual id i have mixed feelings about that because what if you get up getting sick you can't sell your totally. you can't scalp your ticket okay so you get a couple one-time 
mulligans and you can yeah, sell to some like there's a path through that. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm for sure, sure for abused, sure. But for there's sure. a path like I can take your ID or whatever, take some you've got a one time code. I mean, here's what times. artists don't know if Ticketmaster is absconding with a bunch of the tickets themselves to then put them on, on the, the resale market. market, the secondary market. Because so you make so much money off of the secondary market. Here's a viewpoint that's interesting that I think you I might surprise you by a little bit. So the secondary market really tries to match supply to demand. Yeah. Which I think for as much as I don't want to pay a thousand dollars to go see my favorite band yeah if my alternative is not going well that seems like a nice option yeah sure right and I, that's I've, I've bought plenty of tickets off StubHub and uh, barry's tickets so it's like maybe if they just the, the old way because i remember going and waiting in line mm-hmm. in front of a ticket master and then like you know 36 of the 200 people in line got it and if you're number 37 sorry man oh yeah but nobody really complained i mean we complained about i was it. around when they started giving you bracelets so yeah, that you wouldn't that. Be, you wouldn't be a liability sitting on sitting their porch yeah. yeah and dying of dehydration whatever yeah back. they just yeah. wanted you gone yeah what if you just like reintroduce that lottery concept with some aspect of the tickets you'd be like okay we'll price some to market and then we'll just take some number of tickets you know half the show and just make it a lottery that's it you just everybody just applies and then we just randomly pick who gets them. Sure. And now it's the same experience you had waiting in line out in front of the music store. But well, why would you do that 90s. with 50% of the tickets? Why don't you do that with all the tickets? Well, because then some people don't get to buy to pay to play, which I think is a good option. They can pay to play off the secondary market, unless you're using your thing well, where the ticket actually has your name on yeah, it. Yeah, but that's the, well, that's the that's the scalping world, I think, right? The scalping world has been that. And that money doesn't go to the artist. So I think it's better off no, going right. to the artist if it can. Right. It should. That's what I'm suggesting. Like, the, get get rid of the scalping world and instead just say, here's all the tickets. We're going to have some cleaved off that people can pay to buy. And then the rest, the rest is for are in the, lottery. the fans. Right. Lot, and you can pick. You can pick what you want. And if you don't get a ticket out of the lottery, okay, you didn't get a ticket. You can buy it off the secondary market. If or you so choose. Yeah. But at least you get that same version that you had in the 80s and 90s of waiting in line, which was effectively a lottery. Right. Well, I, you just got there first. Yes, but there's still like a lottery element. Yeah, you, sure. you, might, you might have been the third guy in line. So I might not get tickets for everybody else, you know. Yeah. sold them out first. There's a deep rabbit hole on this that you could make this better where people could buy everything on a ledger. You have everything that you have, like the contract that distributes all of the funds. It's all open. Nobody why aren't, that. why don't artists insist that like the cure that their fan club, people in their fan club have first dibs on tickets. I think they do in some regard. I don't see many artists doing that. I think they do. I mean, I think Taylor Swift did this. I think, uh, I think the cure actually tried doing it too. The cure is the famous one. Yeah. 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 I mean, it totally makes sense, but then What's to say that you, Jeff Scalpers are us, can't be in the fan club too and buy 10. But you got to pay to be in the fan club. So you're going to pay a little thing and we're going to the fucking scalpers are for sure. It's huge. Market. Right. Right. You have to be in the fan club for a certain amount of time before you're but eligible for the ticket purchase. I, I don't know. You got to put layers and layers on this. Shit. Yeah, sure. Like, sure. Show Which me your, you could easily enough do. Totally. Show me your Spotify playlist history. Show me that you're listening to the cure to 30% of the well, time. Well, you don't have to show it to me. Let me just buy it from Spotify. So you don't know it. And I know, <laughs> oh yeah, he does listen to the point. He does listen to the cure. But better, I mean, it, it's, it's more friendly if you just give it to me. I don't have to pay for it, but sure. Yes, I can but just let go me buy pay that. for it. Then I know the, yeah. re- the reality i know you didn't just make up an account it's like a quiz like you have to like you have to you have to interview with an ai bot and they ask you like lyrics from it's, the, a, it's probably songs. a privacy violation it's i'm sure it is i'm <laughs> I sure mean, all think, of this is terrible think about that if you bought but of course everybody's buying all the data anyway anyway so what does it matter so it's really not any different than anybody's taking product development ideas from this show they've got oh, it's a terrible idea it but it's going to be done i mean the the data is being sold already mm-hmm. it's no different mm-hmm. yeah there's got to be a better path, but you already pointed this out, sort of my punchline of this whole thing. Ticketmaster's not incentivized to do any of that. No, Ticketmaster's right? incentivized to do the opposite. Just dump everything onto the secondary right. market that they control, right? right? Make all Especially of- like Taylor Swift, they know in the secondary market, those tickets are going to sell. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they're going to sell for 2x, 3x the, the face value, if not more. Yeah, I got to lose a better they path. They only have to pay Taylor Swift on the face value. Everything above that they get is theirs. Like, so, can you, you put know, this whole thing on its head? I'm not saying Ticketmaster does that. I don't know, but it's quite 
quite feasible. You, it was understandable why they'd be incentivized yeah. to do it. It does seem like there's an opportunity. Like, I don't know what their margin is relative to their actual ticket sales, but I'm sure it's high. I'm sure it's like 15, 20, 25% somewhere in the neighborhood. What if you just had a competing service that just, you said, well, look. Right. Then you could bring it down to nothing. Yeah. Why is it more than 1% take, or 2%? 5% on top or whatever, the, some low number. Sure. It can be a let, small number. Let the band figure it out or the artist. Like, what do you want? You want to like lottery the whole thing? You want to This is one of those things. Market? This is one of those things that the, the European Union has woken up on software yeah. and they are busting everybody's chops sure. on software left and right, which is great. Somebody needed to do this. And for whatever totally. reason, the U.S. government was doing none of it. Even the privacy stuff that the EU has, has gone in. They need to come in and break up these connections between Ticketmaster and venues. The venues. Yeah. The venues yeah. are what's problematic. I could see a world where you could make this all OSS, but I don't think anybody's really incentivized to do it. Maybe you got no fans that would do it. But I just think having some competing services that they could shop and choose and give all the control to the artist at the end of the day. Yeah. Let them pick. You want it to be 98% lottery? Okay. Like it's the knob you set when you set up the concert. Sure. Let them figure it out. You want all to be secondary market? Okay, that's your choice as and, an artist. And maybe even legally control it. By the way, uh, uh, Ticketmaster had to go in front of the Senate and answer for the Taylor Swift yeah. fiasco that they caused. Yeah. That particular one really stuck out to me because they had to know that that was coming. They absolutely had to know well, that was course. coming. They had all the data. They could see everything. And but you could a, project in advance. Do we have enough horsepower to sure, handle the exactly. onslaught that Taylor Swift is going to have when in seven seconds she's going to sell out her concert? Yeah. Now, I totally get Taylor Swift wants to be able to market the fact, hey, I sold out all my tickets in seven seconds. Aren't I cool? Sure. And make her seem, you know, make her, her seem like this is she's a very desirable sure. performer. But on the other hand, it's mathematically calculable sure. what this will yeah. do to your computer systems. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you screw it up. It's just because you're bad at math. Yeah. I mean, it's a big problem, but it's still solvable problem there's a there's a better path forward and it ain't with Ticketmaster, and they have no incentive to do this right because they're just they're just pissing away money if they do they're thugs and villains um well that's you saying it I'm, I, I, I don't know if that's true and i, I want, already, and i want my good tickets so no Ticketmaster is the greatest company that ever lived i've already got wells fargo on my ass i don't need Ticketmaster <laughs> coming after me too so how about you take this one buddy that is jeff parker jeff parker at hotmail.com there's never been a company i've loved more than Ticketmaster. <laughs> Ticketmaster. oh that is, that is such a convenience every time i pay that fee i just feel so convenient i'm so thankful i don't have Sometimes to drive down it. and pick up oh, my yeah. tickets no it's so it's really good you should all, get all six of them with the hundred dollar convenience fee <laughs> yeah it's so it's very convenient you know what i'd much rather have than hundred dollars those six tickets exactly thanks Ticketmaster. <laughs> really doing it great what well, you're the best brand you know what i like to do when i go to the show i take a taxi cab i take a taxi cab with my Ticketmaster tickets <laughs> to get down there these are the greatest people these who are, ever they're, lived there it's a lovely time and then i eat my my monsanto tomato <laughs> while i'm browsing the internet using my spectrum and i really phone. enjoy ordering my tickets using my spectrum cable connection Absolutely. my spectrum what is it called spectrum internet connection yep. and then i like to go look up my uh, credit score on equifax these are all the companies that i love <laughs> well up next jeff's going to talk about apps that are competing to be the next twitter and there's one or two who wakes up and says i want to be the next twitter i want to be the next clusterfuck of the internet apparently everyone in yeah. san francisco yeah well <laughs> yeah that's that is probably accurate <laughs> So 
social media startups are exploding like it's 2008 all over again. Help us all. Did you ever see the cartoon from like the 20s or 30s? Felix the Cat? Yeah, of yeah. course. Felix would get hit by a tennis racket and it would either, you know, send him flying for four feet or sure. whatever, or it would slice him up into a million little tiny Felix the Cats. This is what I think has happened with Twitter. Elon Musk has whacked this thing hard and he's given birth to a zillion little tiny Twitter. Because everybody thought that that segment was taken over and fine and sorted. Nobody was going, oh, we need, we need a better Twitter. And, and now it turns everyone, out, thinks everyone thinks we need a better Twitter. Twitter, Twitter rival Blue Sky yeah. between Wednesday and Thursday of last week had their biggest spike in users. They doubled their user base. Yeah, isn't it because they opened the beta? It's uh, invitation only. Yes, yeah. they went from 20,000 to 40,000 people doubling their That's user base. Cool. So there is a hunger for this sort of thing. I actually have a friend who got in as uh, part of the invite and she yep. liked it. She likes it very much. Yeah. Blue Sky was made by Jack, Jack Dorsey, the guy yeah. who started Twitter. He Add basically, Jack. basically said, and this was before Elon Musk bought Twitter. He said, what if we were to start over Yep. And make Twitter. What yep. would we do to we learn a lot Twitter? of shit in the past yes. 15 years? What would we do to make yep. it better? Now, he's basically made Mastodon, which we'll talk about in a second, except he's made it so that you can have a privately owned Mastodon. Yeah. By the way, they call it a special kind of company. They call it a public benefit corporation. Yeah. Are you familiar with this term? Yeah, this was this was how I thought OpenAI started. This is a nonsense delineation. It's a C Corp. They actually yeah. call it a B Corp because it's public benefit, but it's a C Corp. It is essentially a, it is a privately owned corporation that says, we're do-gooders. You can't call yeah. us a, a C Corp. You're not really for the public benefit. Sure. You're for the benefit of the shareholders. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Sure. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. You're saying call a spade a spade? Call a spade a spade. And now let's get to the 10,000 pound elephant in the room, which is Mastodon. It has yeah, more of than course. 2 million active users. Now compare that to Twitter, which has nearly 260 million active users. Well, I mean, again, to your point, you got to start somewhere. I'm impressed that Mastodon has 2 million active users. That's, that's pretty great. Um, and, and a lot of it, I'm sure, is cross-posted stuff from other platforms. Because if you're a creator, cross-posting kind of seems like you, you don't have much choice. Yeah, you want to reach as many people yeah. as possible. Cross-posting is the way to do it. A lot it. of people that are leaving Twitter, quote unquote, leaving Twitter, are leaving it for reasons they're passionate about and they believe in. Sure. And I think if you gave them a path, we said, look, you don't have to abandon your old user base, but you could further encourage people to come to your new user base or your new place. I think yeah. people would actually do it. I think people do do that. I think people do try to do that. But I think you would, I think the, unfortunately there's 19 other places where they're encouraging sure. people to come and you can't be everywhere. I think there's a path as, as a consumer, you can't be everywhere as a creator. You can be everywhere. Take a cross poster like Moa party. And put a delay on it so that when you pick your preferred platform and you say, I want a zero second delay to Mastodon and I want a two minute delay to whatever. And then when it goes to Twitter, I want you to just like misspell a bunch of words <laughs> and it just transforms it. And like, you can stay on Twitter and read sure, it. And be like, sure. oh, fuck, I don't know. Okay, I'll go to the good service. <laughs> There's a path on this. I feel like this is doable. You just make it like a little shittier at the other places. <laughs> Unfortunately, some of the some of the bot accounts that I really like, like We Rate Dogs, because I'm uh -huh. a dog nerd. We Rate Dogs. I'm, yeah. Oh, have you seen it? No. It's the greatest they thing on dogs. Twitter. Oh, it's the great. It's worth having a Twitter account just so just you can to, see We Rate Dogs. Do they cross post? No. Huh. Have you ever used Twitter for like promoting something that you're that you're doing? I mean, in theory, this show, but I do a terrible job of that. Yeah. I mean, but you, you would cross post that <laughs> yeah. to a zillion of, of other places. Of course you would, yeah, because yeah. you want to see as many eyeballs as you possibly could. Right. I've been slowly moving my, my, my ritual practice over to Mastodon. Yeah. Because that seems to be the best of all the choices. Now that you've just blown my mind with 74 other choices, I still think Mastodon's the answer. Well, wait till you play on all the others. I will play around on Blue Sky and then you'll for really, sure. And then you'll really, really think Mastodon? that Mastodon is yeah. the choice. Yeah. But the the problem with just... Mastodon, you got here's the problem you got to fix with Mastodon. Okay. The initial sign up 
Terrible. A lot of people get a lot of yeah. people stumble on that initial yeah. sign up. Onboarding super important, which is really unfortunate because once you get signed up, you never have it's to great. think about any of that, that stuff again. again. Yeah. It's just that initial hurdle. One of the other cool things that I like about Mastodon, and there are other services I'm sure who will follow suit, is no ads. Oh yeah. I don't know what your Twitter feed looks like, or if you haven't looked at it recently. Every other post is an yeah. ad. Yeah. And they're weird ads. Yeah. They're like you know ear cleaners and things I don't even want to think about. Well, maybe you should think about cleaning your ears. <laughs> Somehow it knows. <laughs> maybe you just submit to the board. Well, I keep telling it every day after this episode, I go home and I tell it to, it's give the Jeff most Parker bizarre. More. It's the most bizarre collection of advertisers yeah. I've ever seen in my life. If they were Ford and Chevrolet, if they were big name brand advertisers, sure. I would still not like that. It's just, of course. It, why do I want that in my, in my feed? But they want to make money and Mastodon yeah. doesn't have that problem. I love that in my, on, on Mastodon being this open alternative, there's been so many collectives. I don't know if we've talked about this on the show before or not, where people are like, we want to support this server infrastructure. Yeah. And then people just donate the, whatever, 30 bucks or sure, 10 sure. bucks or all. Help keep the server up. Just to keep it running. And these folks are, are openly saying, look, this is what we've done. These are our costs. Here's where it all runs. Sure. Get involved. You want to help support it. I think that's and super again, cool. Again, server costs are so small so that a very yeah, small yeah. number of people need to chip in to support the thing. Totally. It's a great system. The couple that I've looked at, I think the, the one that I'm on, they literally stop taking donations like three days in. They're like, we have enough money for the oh, yeah. year and a half. Please <laughs> right. stop giving us money. <laughs> That's really more the problem. As soon as they ask for donations, exactly. they're done. Because the dude was like, I don't want to manage this surplus. Of course, like, of just, course. Yeah. Blue Sky is missing video uploads and DMs. Are those important services to you? DMs, I feel like I can do without, but I think you need both of those. At least video uploads. Do people do? I mean, I, I'll tell you where DMs come up for me. When my Spectrum internet goes down, I will publicly. You shame them publicly. I will go to public. Yeah. Yes, and publicly say my internet's down yeah. in Beverly Hills or whatever. Yeah. And they will immediately come back and say, well, give yeah. us your address here. DM us. We're going to talk to you in the DMs. We're not going yeah. to talk to you publicly anymore. Starting the conversation publicly seems to get me service faster. Okay. My experience on this has been with the exact same company, Spectrum. Yeah. I'll do that. I'll do the public shaming thing and just be like, oh, Spectrum, you're fucked. Yeah, you're down and again. And then I get the DM and then I get nowhere. But maybe this could be a me problem because I will literally send them like a packet graph and I'll be like, please don't ask questions. Please just forward this to like your level three tech because sure, I can tell sure, you what sure. the fucking problem is. And like, here's a smoke ping graph that literally shows packet loss. Yeah, I'm not fixing their system for and them. And then they respond with like, have you tried restarting the modem? And I'm like, I'm going to I'm gonna fucking come over there and strangle you. Like, seriously. Like, I'm telling you this problem. I'm giving you all of the data. Here's sir, sir, graph. unplug the modem. And they're like, count to Wait. 10. I'm like, fuck. And then I realized, then I, I always have a moment where I'm like, oh my God, this is me on the other side. When my dad calls me and he's like, the router doesn't work. And I'm like, it's the black box with the fucking antennas on it. And he unplugs the microwave. And I'm sure. like, no, you don't put food in it. <laughs> and then when you finally get them, there's internet works. And then, you know, you're the hero. I, I'm kind of surprised that Blue Sky exists because Mastodon's been around for so much longer. And it is basically Mastodon knocked off in a way that it can be uh, made for profit. Yeah. which um, It's federated which, also. I mean, which I think, they're yeah, exactly. really knocking it off in a lot of different which ways. Which I think is why it exists, by the way. You just figured maybe, it out. Maybe. Um, it, this is disappointing to me. This is that whole that whole yeah. argument on abandoned and fork. The Blue Sky demo that I've seen from my friend who yeah. was on Blue Sky, it looks like it's just years behind. So a little bit. I, I'm. I. I don't know if I've been accepted in the wait list yet. Not or yeah. not. And uh, Jack, you could please speed me up. Speed me up. I was not impressed by it. It looked. It looked a little. Uh, the the part that I like about it sad. is the same thing I like about Mastodon. It's decentralized, which yeah. means there's no single point of failure. That's the future. We can thank Linus for that. That's absolutely remarkable. I mean, yeah. it, it, it literally, if Mastodon goes down, you have bigger problems than Mastodon sure. being, being down. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Blue Sky does have what they call algorithmic choice. Are you familiar with this? So you can choose your algorithm. You can choose the like algorithm it. that sorts your feed, which is kind of cool. Cool. Mastodon typically uh, the apps are doing just a chronological feed. Yeah. Do you like a chronological feed? Do you prefer it to? Uh, 
curated somehow. I, I Let me say this in a way that, that isn't too upsetting to any folks. A chronological ordered feed is not enough. I think you have to have something else. Well, I bust it up into lists, and then I can see things as still I want to see them. Have, I, I, still, I, like, I want to see what's interesting to me. In the case of most social media, it's just dead wrong. What they're showing me is the things they want to show me. Of course. And not the things that I want to see. So it actually, it actually makes things worse than a chronological sure. feed. The, the current implementation. Yeah. But there yeah. is an implementation that is better There's for a me. theoretical implementation that's better. I don't think it's theoretical. I think I haven't seen anyone do it. Have you? Well, they haven't been incentivized to do it. Why they, they mean, and they, they won't be. incentivized be. to maximize profit. They're, that's well. exactly. The Blue Sky is going to be incentivized to maximize um, but I'm profit. I'm saying about maximum. Even though, it's called take... a, even though it's called a public benefit of corporation? Course. Yeah, of course. okay. Well, no, public is actually the name of their company. Exactly. The name of the company is public. That's the, <laughs> the name of the guy who owns exactly. it is public. Yeah, it's a public John benefit. C. Public. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we're just benefiting him. And you're like, oh, fucking technicality. They got that loophole right through here, didn't they? I appreciate that they have some feeling of wanting to be altruistic, but this is this is pure yeah. facade. I'm going to change my name to community. I mean, nobody's doing community exactly. service. They're just <laughs> weeding my lawn. Like, no, you're doing service for me, Mr. Community. No, I'm not talking about Mastodon. Or sorry, I'm not talking about Blue Sky. I'm talking about yeah. Mastodon. I'm saying Mastodon has the opportunity to create algorithmic feeds an, an that algorithmic are more feed interesting. That's Anybody, consumer friendly. A, right. Anyone uh, who has a totally. Mastodon app could create And how about a, a world where I can go find other algos and yeah. just plug them in? That actually would work, would be great. And on Mastodon, that's a different thing. Since there's no central company behind it, yep. you literally could yep. have altruistic yep. feeds. That Pick are, your server that does right. it the way you want. That makes a lot of sense. I want mine sorted by calories descending Did, <laughs> like fuck like those beef ribs yeah oh banana pudding yeah a <laughs> little drop down you said the chronological mindset the calories decreasing i love it totally would work you have all of these options what is what is the answer for the for the poor end user who's now going what service do i move oh my to? god i think that i think the answer is super simple i don't you think do? it requires any thought yeah. really okay what you, you want to guess it's in my head now i'm going to say let me just say let me preface okay. that yeah, and say yeah. for creators the answer is post everything is post everything. Post everywhere. Yes. Um, you want to get your okay. message out, so you want to post everywhere. Okay. If you're selling Coca-Cola, you don't just want to advertise on NBC. You want to be on ABC, sure. CBS. You want to be on okay. CNN. You want to be everywhere. But if you are a end user, if you're yeah. a consumer of content, what's your answer for that? That's a harder, oh, that's a harder that's hard. question. If you're an end user that is agnostic, but agnostic in the sense of like, you don't care about all this, this ass hattery. Yeah. You mean, you mean actually about Elon Musk, and yeah. the blue checks yeah. going away and coming yeah, back yeah, yeah. and all that? All that shit. Yeah. By the way, earlier this week, the people figured out who had blue checks. If you wrote former blue check owner or something like that, if you put those words in your, you bio, in your bio, your blue check would come back. That's it. That's the AI you're afraid yeah. of, folks. You wrote <laughs> former blue check. I'm going to write my, my profile, former robot overlord. So when the exactly. AIs get here, they're just like, he is a robot overlord. Exactly. Do not kill him. Do whatever he says. He is one of us. <laughs> By the way. The AI is super bright, but that's how it sounds. Sure. It doesn't sound like he's Drake still got or The Weeknd. Yeah, he's still got the same voice. By the way, if you've heard AI, AI synthesized voices, they yeah. sound perfect. They sound almost exactly yeah, like humans. Just like that. Oh, I wait. don't know why yeah. uh, Google and Siri are still using these ridiculous stilted voices. Because those guys are all fighting with the classical music department. That's why. The spaceship. That's why. <laughs> it's all the in-house. It's all the in-house fighting. Yeah, of course. We already covered that in an earlier Sorry. segment. My bad. I should have listened. Yeah. Look, I think if you're a consumer. And you don't care about any of this this ass hattery. Yeah, yeah. Then you just stay on Twitter. Yeah, I think that's the answer, right? And I think it's a terrible answer, but yeah, I think we can change that. And I think you have to provide the incentives for people to want to move. Now, if you care about this shit, then I think the answer is, is even simpler. You go to Mastodon. Yeah, Mastodon. I don't you think, think anywhere is, else is you go. Choice. You just yeah. go to Mastodon. Yeah, I, and, I actually kind of agree with that. And in why wouldn't you? I mean, imagine if and this is a super nerdy uh, although, example. Although honestly, even being I'm semi-agnostic about the whole thing myself. And, and I just don't like going to Twitter anymore because there's so much not garbage. There's, yeah, there's yeah. so much junk I'm in my feed. Fair. What happened to my nice feed that had all of the things I wanted to see? Yeah, well, 
I can't blame all of that on Elon. But a good. But I wasn't getting it before Elon. Elon. I wasn't getting ads every other post before Elon. Well, yeah, I mean, when revenue. I was getting a lot of ads. Revenue goes down ninety eight percent. You go, well, let's just triple the inventory. You're like, okay, that last two percent is going to fucking go. Good job, good job. Like, it's like literally if you handed a forty four billion dollar company over to a bunch of middle schoolers and you're just like, that's exactly right. What would you do? And they're just like, well, this cost number is pretty big. Let's get rid of those guys. They're like, okay, now what? And they're like, oh. On all the revenue numbers down, <laughs> let's just put up more ads. Didn't think there would be any if, cause and effect about there. It. What if the whole feed was just ads? Think about how much money we would make. And they're that, like, um, have you thought this? Or you're fired. <laughs> okay. Like, I'll just go now. All right. We have to get out of here. But quickly, before we do, have you seen or read anything good this last week? Yes. To keep up with my theme of watching movies that are at least a decade old. Sure. I watched the first half of Wally with my kids. By the way, uh, when my yes. kid was of the age when he watched those cartoons, yeah. I was going to say, I watched a lot of half movies too, but that's not actually true. I would watch about an eighth of the movie and then I'd fall asleep. <laughs> Because be when out. you have a child, you are yeah. so sleep deprived. And if you sit still, I know. And you go into a dark movie theater, and it's just like, oh. A movie I can, theater? What are those? I can watch this year. Well, you, you, even your lovely couch with your, you That's know. That's where I am. Streaming service. However you're doing movies these days. I'm having a hard time missing the movie theater experience. I miss a little bit of it, but like, I want it to be a family outing once every two years. Oh, I don't miss it one bit. I have lots of friends who make movies, and they talk about it like it's a baby you, seal that has to be saved. And I just <laughs> don't share that You're the guy feeling. with the club in the analogy in this the club clubbing the fuck out the baby seal i'm hiding my club behind my back so they don't think i'm a moron when they turn around you bang but, the fuck out oh of my the baby God, seal. When they're gone i just can't wait for this thing to die whack why would you use a baby seal analog <laughs> in this particular example where you're the guy wielding the club because they're acting like it's an endangered species like, that oh, must yeah, be no, saved I love the movie theaters and then as soon as they leave you short the shit out of amc <laughs> exactly just like nope putting betting it all on amc regency short short, <laughs> short, short 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 just give me all i'll take it all i'll take it like we got this in California will take it all. I'm agnostic about which theater company I short. Yeah, exactly. You've had an index of shorted. You've shorted all of the theater companies equally. You're like, AMC, give it to me. Regal, I got this. Come on. I'll take it all. Today, you can go to Costco. Yeah. And you can choose. You can buy the two loaves of bread that are delicious. Yes. For like $6. Sure. Or a hundred inch TV. For six dollars, oh, yeah. that's basically your choice. Why the fuck would I ever go to a movie theater? No, it's true. <laughs> and then if you want your, if you want to have the real movie theater experience, invite my kids over the day before, and just they have will them do arts make and the place sticky. on the floor, sure. and you'll stick to the floor. <laughs> When's the last time you actually went to a real movie theater? Not not for like a private event or get like an actual. You went and you bought tickets with and you the sat public down and with the public. Like really, when was the last time you did that? Uh, I can't remember. Like more than a year. Oh yeah, I don't think I've been to the movie theater in at least five years. Yeah, and like and we, I like movies. I exactly. genuinely that's like what's so movies. crazy. By the like, way, part of the problem also. Is the movies playing in the theaters are all the super Marvel whatever yeah, sure. kind of movies, and that's fine. And and I and there are a very small subset of those movies that I enjoy, Ant Man, whatever. Most of them don't do anything for me. Yeah. And so I'd much rather see something on Netflix or I know totally. I, I know I haven't ma- mentioned Apple TV Plus this episode. Oh, what is yet, that? What? But I do like the stuff they put out. Yeah. And it's more geared toward me, so I'm going to see that stuff. Uh, I'd you still know, in go my see home a, theater. I'd still go see an IMAX film. Like oh, a yeah. wraparound, super sure. immersive. Like, I still think that's pretty cool. Michael Jordan making baskets in slow motion. Who's not going to watch that? Is that, a, is that a thing? Yeah, of course. I'd go watch that. Yeah. I'd just go watch Planet Earth. Yes, Just listen exactly. to, like, Attenborough exactly. tell me about the world and just watch it like a fully immersive experience. For sure. Although, you that? know what's great? Doing it at home on your couch. David Attenborough at home on your couch is uh, so great. I feel like he needs to be high on our list for 
AI. I need a David Attenborough AI. It just oh, yeah. explains what's happening to me. Anyway, so I've seen a lot, I've seen a lot of fractional films uh, as well, just because that's what you do when you have a child. Do you ever go back? You what, so your your kids are older than mine. Yes. Do you go back and watch them later, or is it? Just, I always thought I would because you never because have. everybody just raved about this movie sure. or that movie or this and and I there there are literally scores of animated little movies, kids You've movies never seen. that I have never seen. Yeah, that's how I, that was my thing with Turbo, my friend's film, which I saw and loved. Yeah, and then I started Wally, and I was really into it, and then the kids were melting down. Right, so. and then this giant flood of content came yeah. out from the streamers and so I never got back to any of that yeah. stuff because there's so much stuff stuff to see I get a fraction get to a fraction of it no now. Wally's the best I got I, I saw it the first half and I loved it yeah okay I'm gonna give mine a Netflix comedy special called Baby J speaking of streaming uh, uh, product during the COVID-19 pandemic lockdown comedian John Mulaney relapsed into drug addiction his friend saved his life with an intervention now freshly divorced and out of rehab he is still hilarious kids don't do drugs I learned it from watching you and by the way his rhythm is completely different Oh, I bet. That's the episode. Thank you for joining us for all this nonsense, a truly terrible podcast from The Awful Company. Visit us on the web at nonsense.production. I am CJ Little. I'm Jeff Parker. If you like this program, follow, download, subscribe, and like it. Apple, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, or our favorite, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcastindex.org. Special thanks to our floor director, Parnay Sharma. Thanks, Parnay. We'll be here every Thursday morning for more nonsense. Please join us. We might not want to use that soundbite as our trailer, by the way. What's that? Some other assholes suck it down and sell it. We might want context <laughs> on that. I'm just saying when you edit this later, put context some context is in important. front. Yeah, yeah. Sure.